Will you pray with me? In the words of Barbara Brown Taylor, Come, Holy Ghost, our souls inspire. Enlighten us with your celestial fire. For if you are not with us, then nothing else matters. And if you are with us, then nothing else matters. Be with St. James today, Lord, we plead and we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So God brought Abram outside and said, look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then God said to Abram, so shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord. And the Lord said, that's right. Friends, it might be just that simple. This morning, we find ourselves stepping into the story of Abram before he becomes Abraham. This morning, we get to spend a little time with the patriarch of the Abrahamic faith traditions, the primary ancestral link of our Jewish siblings, our Muslim siblings, and our fellow Christians. Here we find God about to make a covenant with Abram. Now, this is a pivotal moment. Up to this point, Abram is getting acquainted with who God is. Abram learns the character of God as a trustworthy promise maker. And in the, in the preceding couple of chapters, God tells Abram to get up and go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So Abram got up and went, and God met Abram there. Now, Abram goes on to get into some funny business down in Egypt, where his wife Sarai was the victim of those tragic shenanigans. But despite that, God afflicted the house of Pharaoh, and God met Abram there. Abram went on to get into some more tomfoolery with his nephew Lot and a cadre of greedy kings, but God delivered Abram and Lot and all the goods confiscated from the greedy kings. God met Abram there. Through these saucy tales, which I encourage you to go back and read them when you get some time, God is revealing to Abram just who God is. Abram is learning that God is a God who meets us there. 
God reveals God's self to Abram. But when we find Abram, we, we see that he already has a pretty good picture of who God is. But when we find Abram in chapter 15, we find Abram not just finding out who God is, but on the cusp of finding out what God can do. You see, Abram was fine with gaining expansive land. He was fine with gaining riches and goods. But what Abram really wanted was a son, an heir. It might have been easy for Abram to trust God with those material things, but a son? Abram was 75 years old when he left his homeland, and his wife Sarai would have been around 65. And by the time this son business really started to heat up, Abram would have been about a, a plucky 100. And Sarah would have been a vibrant 90. Land? Sure. Riches? Sure. But a son? Abram had learned who God was, but we find Abram on the cusp of learning what God can do. And to start this lesson, God leads Abram outside and says, count the stars. Now, I can't help but compare this counting the stars moment to another one. Can you remember another count the stars moment in our sacred text? I'm reminded of Job. The circumstances were quite different. God was uh, impolite with Job. God was a little tough with Job, whereas Abram was on the verge of tremendous increase, land, riches, and family. Job had lost everything. Land, riches, family. And yet, God recommends the same faith exercise. Count the stars. In great gain or great loss, count the stars. I was talking to our intrepid and fabulous director of music, Dr. Davis Wartman, a few weeks ago, and I was sharing with him this miracle that happened. One Sunday, I was sitting in these very pews, and he was playing the organ, and the most beautiful thing happened. I knew the hymn he was playing. Now, friends, you got to appreciate how rare that is for this recovering Southern Baptist. Now, I'm lo loving, loving, loving being awash in the beautiful high church Episcopal hymnody. But we sing some different songs where I'm from. And even the same songs, we sing them a little differently where I'm from. So I'm in the pews a few Sundays ago, and I hear the opening chords of praise to the Lord, the Almighty, and a smile curls my lip because I know this one. And so I begin to sing out. And then we get to that third verse of this hymn, and this phrase leaps 
from the page, ponder anew what the Almighty can do. And that thing gripped me. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do. Friends, sometimes I would suggest that we limit what we think God can do based on the paucity of our own imagination. But if we truly believe that our God is almighty, the hymn writer wants to invite us to ponder anew what the Almighty can do. When, when God leads Abram outside, Abram knew about possessing land, Abram knew about building wealth, but when it came to having a son, Abram needed to ponder anew. Sometimes we'll trust God with certain things, perhaps easy things, but the deepest desires of our heart Sometimes our imagination atrophies. What is the deep desire in your heart, St. James? I believe we have a pretty good sense of who God is. Otherwise, you wouldn't darken these doorways on a summer Sunday. But I want us to experience God as not just a promise maker, but a promise keeper. Like Abram, we might be on the cusp of finding out not just who God is, but we might be getting ready to find out just what God can do. And I believe that in the current brokenness of our world, God is calling us not just to faith, but I believe God is calling us to imagination, to pondering I knew what the Almighty can do. When it comes to racism in this city and this land, we've got to ponder anew what the Almighty can do. When it comes to sexism, homophobia, transphobia, we've got to ponder anew what the Almighty can do. When it comes to homelessness and poverty, we've got to ponder anew. When it comes to a lack of access to health care, we've got to ponder anew gun violence ponder anew, my goodness, when it comes to mass incarceration, ponder anew, and when it comes to our own flame of faith dwindling, we've got to ponder anew. When it comes to spreading the light of Christ, not just on the Upper East Side, but to every dimly lit crevice where the light of Christ is but a flicker. We've got to ponder anew. Friends, when you find yourself in a personal hardship, when you find yourself hitting a brick wall, when you find yourself in a situation that you can't figure your way out of, I invite you, even implore you, to ponder anew what the Almighty can do. And if you want to practice stretching your spiritual imagination, when you get home, take a look at the cover art on today's order of worship. 
It's an image that our dear communications director, Marissa, handpicked. It's the new images from the Webb Telescope. Let's take God at God's recommendation and count the stars. It worked for Abram. It worked for Job. Because it's never about how small our problems make us feel. It's about a faith that points to how big we believe our God is. So friends, whether you're Abram on the cusp of big promises being fulfilled, count the stars. Whether you're Job on the backside of unimaginable tragedy, count the stars. As long as there is a God who we believe is almighty, count the stars. Whenever you need a reminder of the limitlessness of our God, count the stars. And as you're counting, friends, keep in mind as you're tracking the stars in the night sky, that our God already knows the number. And our beloved Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Luke that not only does God know how many stars are in the night sky, God knows how many hairs are on your very head. So friends, when it gets tough, count the stars. When you get stuck, Count the stars. And when your eyes start to get heavy from all that counting, <laughs> then ponder anew what the Almighty can do. May it be so. Amen. <laughs>